The Green Bay Packers and the Cincinnati Bengals squared off in a joint practice. Things got a little chippy. James Rapine from Locked on Bengals was there and he joins us on the show today. Plus, we talk a couple key takeaways and, of course, the Jordan love of it all coming up on today's show. Caught by Watson. You are Locked on Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked on podcast network. And he will score. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. We got to see the Green Bay Packers against another team. Not quite preseason, but joint practices. And as I said last week, and as I said earlier this week, this was actually in a lot of ways more important for the development of this team than the actual exhibition game. James Rapine from Locked on Bengals and Locked on NFL was there. He joins me now. Joining me now from Cincinnati, covers the Bengals for our pals over at Locked on Bengals. And he hosts Locked on NFL, one of with one of the craziest people on our network, uh, someone that we both love, Tony Wiggins, just one of the best dudes. Uh, James Rapine. Uh, and, and James, we have a situation in this joint practice where, okay, no Joe Burrow, so you don't get the full view of all of this. But I was saying all week, it's actually a, a more telling story on Wednesday what happens because we're going to see starters on starters such that guys are healthy. So what was the story from just the Bengals side of this? What was the story for you from joint practice? The defense rules the the world, rules the planet when it comes to joint practices early in, in training camp. And, and it was for really for both sides. It, the Bengals defense forced multiple turnovers, had a bunch of sacks. And, uh, and they were flying around. Now they gave up some plays and you could say the same thing uh, for the, the Packers defense, but for the most part, both defenses, I would say won the day. And that's usually what you see early in training camp anyways. And I think this being their first time seeing someone else other than their teammates, that was uh, a big part of it. Not the only part, as you mentioned with Joe Burrow out, but certainly a big part of things. There was also the the concern, and it's why they didn't do receiver DB one on ones that there would be chippiness. Yes. And guess what? There was chippiness. Elton Jenkins getting into it multiple times with multiple players. Uh, this is also to be expected. But I, it's weird that I'm like kind of into it. That I'm just like, hey, you know what? This is great. I want to see. It's it's August 9th, uh, in and early in training camp, and these guys are already just just ready to get after it. That, that, that like, is, am I, am I crazy? No, that's what we were expecting. I think it's kind of assumed at this point when you have these joint practices that fights are going to happen last year, the Bengals hosted the Rams and you had Aaron Donald throw, you know, throwing a helmet. So this wasn't that this was actually pretty lukewarm. And I was just kind of calm on the sidelines as it's going on. And 
it, you don't react too much. But uh, yeah, the first one between Jenkins and Jermaine Pratt became an all-out brawl. And it took a while to break up. It was during the non-video portion of practice for the media, but there are fan videos out there that I'm sure a lot of your listeners have seen by now. And uh, Jenkins, well, it trickled over into the later part of practice as well. I, I, he's one of those guys where he's not, he's not really like that, but every once in a while it'll come out. Actually, there was an Aaron Donald tried to choke him out, but that was only because Alan Jenkins was holding him down. Um, I, I want to see what, stood out from for you from from these practices because the Packers um they they're trying to see what they have in Jordan Love. They're trying to figure out okay, yeah. what exactly can we do here? What are you know they're not scheming up defenses are not scheming up against Jordan Love, but it's a different look. It's a different group of players. So mm -hmm. what did you see from the other side, from the other sideline as it were, from from the Jordan Love perspective? It it's kind of good because there's multiple fields and I spent a lot of time watching Jordan Love and the Packers offense operate against this Bengals defense and Packers fans out there. I'm not sure you can ask for a better defense for him to face at this stage of camp because it's as good of a test as he's probably going to see. Cause you're talking about veteran corners, uh, certainly a lot of pass rush ability in the trenches for the Bengals, uh, a front seven that was intact. Logan Wilson uh, didn't play or didn't participate on Wednesday, but still a, a really solid front seven and so they made it tough on Love. Trey Hendrickson had multiple sacks. One of them, he pulled on Love's jersey. I thought for sure it was going to create a brawl. And that was the one time where a fight didn't break out, which was kind of weird. It was after the fact of the, the first two scuffles. So maybe that was part of it. But yeah, Trey Hendrickson got after him. But he, he stayed composed and made some nice throws. I think the highlight for Love was finding Romeo Dobbs deep downfield. DJ Turner, the rookie from Michigan in coverage. And Turner has had a heck of a camp, made some plays on Wednesday. So for Dobbs to beat him in his 4-2-6 speed, Love put it on the money. It was a, an easy touchdown. They made it look easy, even though no one's really been getting by and beating Turner deep downfield all camp. I think that's a, a testament to them. And then Christian Watson played well. He flashed multiple times, had a couple touchdowns, and, and made some catches against multiple Bengals corners. Uh, I know Mike Hilton had a pass deflection from him. He beat Cam Taylor Britt on another one for a score. So it, it was a mixed bag, I would say, for the Packers offense overall. But you saw the flashes from Jordan Love against a really, really good Bengals defense. Yeah, and, and Jermaine Pratt, who you mentioned, involved in that first scuffle with Ellen Jenkins, he was asked about these young Packers pass catchers. And he, he had a lot of really nice things to say about what they were able to do in year two. Hey, you know, look, I know they're young, but they they can play. And I, I think mm -hmm. they're going to be fine. There was multiple Bengals defenders who had nice things to say about Jordan Love. So I always feel like you can you can get a good feel for for where players are, where teams are, by what their opponents say about them. Teams are always going to say nice-ish things about their teammates. It's when your opponents say something, that they have no incentive, especially in a, a practice where you had multiple fights. They don't have any incentive in a situation like that to say nice things about anybody. No doubt. And and I think that's, that's a testament to them seeing love in, in his ability. Like I said, he did make some plays and he rebounded. I mean, it, it was an ugly start for both offenses to, to start the practice. He threw a, a bubble screen that was intercepted by Mike Hilton. And, and so quickly could have snowballed and it didn't. And, and you have to respond the right way. It was hot and humid, by the way. It's not like it was a, a perfect day. It was kind of sticky out. So even though it was in the mid eighties, it felt much hotter and 
a little more uncomfortable, which is part of the reason why we probably had a couple of scuffles. That said, no, I, I, I like what Love did. And I'm curious to see if we see him on Friday. It sounds like we're going to, which is uh, interesting for me because, well, I'm looking for any interesting morsel when it comes to that Friday night game. I want to ask you about the Friday night game here to, to close this out. What are, you, what are you looking for? Who are you hoping to see? Is there a matchup that you're really interested in? I know for people like you and I who are in, in the trenches every day trying to, to cover these teams, it can get a little monotonous. It can get a little repetitive. We finally get to see guys on the field, though. It changes. So what are you looking forward to on Friday? I'll start with the trenches because, and we talked about this before we started, Lucas Van Ness got the better of Jackson Carmen time and time again in one-on-ones. And he was competing for the starting right tackle job. And I say that in quotes because I never really bought it. And Jonah Williams is clearly the the best option for the, the Bengals on this roster. So I don't expect Jonah to play on Friday night, but Jackson Carmen he was supposed to take a step this off season and really vault himself. If not making the the starting job and earning that job at right tackle, at least being the swing tackle. And so I want to see him get Lucas Van Ness back and, and, and show that he learned from that and, and can be successful. So that would be one of them, but DJ Turner, I, I want to see more of him, more of these young defensive backs, miles Murphy, the Bengals first round pick. He played uh, on def- at defensive end defensive tackle was moving around with the Bengals first team. So I think we'll see a lot of him on Friday night and it would be nice if it was against the green Bay starters, even if it's for a series, I I think if you're the Bengals, you're going to rest a lot of your starters. It wouldn't be bad though. If you could face a lot of those first teamers on offense. James, this was awesome, man. I appreciate it. Couldn't, couldn't be there in Cincinnati. So it's great to have your insight. Plus I always love, you know, the, uh, the opposing side view of whatever is going on in green Bay. So I appreciate the time. Thanks, man. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right. I want to talk about some key takeaways from joint practice here in just a second on Locked on Packers. August is here, and you know what that means. The official start of fantasy football drafting month, baby. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underdog fantasy. All you have to do, this is so easy. It could not be easier, is one. Live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week. All of the nonsense you have to deal with day-to-day, all that stuff, don't have to deal with that. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs. Could you use $15 million? I know I could, including an absurd $3 million to the winner. Okay, so you only get $3 million if you win. Could you use $3 million? Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with the promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day, every day or tomorrow on the show. We get you set for Packers Bengals exhibition game number one. Let's go. We don't want to overreact, right? Never the goal here. Sometimes we will, but it's never the goal. I I tried to make the point during family night. It's just a practice. Just like Friday is just going to be one exhibition game. But joint practice 
does give us an opportunity to see how other teams view the Packers. And when you have Jermaine Pratt talking about these young receivers and how, okay, yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers, maybe they weren't his favorite guys, but they're talented. You like to hear that. Mike Hilton and DJ Reader talking about Jordan Love and his arm strength and his poise and his processing and and Mike Hilton saying they got a good one. And that's after Mike Hilton got him on a pick six. That wasn't Jordan Love's fault, by the way. You got to block the corner in those situations. That's an execution problem. It's not Jordan Love reading the field or making a bad throw or anything like that. Just an unlucky throw. It's why interceptions all being on the quarterback kind of misleading when we just look at those box score stats like that. But when something happens in training camp for a rookie receiver, and then we see flashes of it in the regular season, and then they come back in training camp again, and they look even better, and they're doing things that they were doing the year before, but even better. And then they go into joint practices and they're doing it again. Now we're talking about a trend. We're not talking about just one-offs. Oh, Anders Carlson had two really good practices in a row. And so we're going to extrapolate. Oh, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's the next Mason Crosby. Not doing that. Not doing that. Romeo Dobbs has been good vertically going back to Nevada. His ability to get deep is one of his defining traits. We didn't get to see it very much last year because the offense just wasn't built that way. And he had some trouble in certain situations getting off press and staying free down the the line, especially down the sideline. Was able to get muscled off his spot, those kinds of things. And also he's running a lot of clear out routes. When Christian Watson was not up to speed, Christian Watson's running those clear out routes. But then when Christian Watson's hurt, it's Romeo Dobbs to free up Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, LOL. When Romeo Dobbs gets free on family night off Jair Alexander, cooks Jair Alexander, that makes you stand up and go, whoa. When he cooks DJ Turner, a 4-2 corner from Michigan with pedigree, second round pick, we're talking a guy that I thought on tape looked like a borderline first round pick to me personally, you, you beat that guy vertical on a double move. Jordan Love lays it right in the bucket. We're going to talk about Jordan Love at the end. When you're doing that, when you're winning vertically like that, that is, I can be the vertical guy on this team kind of ability. And that's pretty cool. When Christian Watson plays on the other side, and I tweeted about this, I said, you know, it is, it stands out to me that, that Romeo Dobbs is winning vertically despite, and then I added the the qualifier or maybe because of what Christian Watson is on the other side, go back to family night and the Christian Watson touchdown, Luke Musgrave takes two. In the middle of the field. So now I've got one-on-one on the outside as Jordan Love. And I know that I can give my receiver a shot to go win that ball. Not have to worry about the safety coming over to make a play. Well, if you have Christian Watson on one side or put Christian Watson in the slot. Now you can eat up defenders. 
You've changed the gravity. You've changed the geometry of your offense. And so if now Romeo Dobbs can do that too, if you've got another guy who can win vertically, he's not just going to be a, oh, I'm going to win on these, you know, double move inside routes, or I'm, I'm going to do some, you know, complicated chair routes and all these cool things that he probably can do and routes that he probably can run. That doesn't have to be the only way that he wins. If he can win vertically and Christian Watson can win vertically and Luke Musgrave can win vertically, then it almost doesn't matter that one of the most inconsistent parts of Jordan Love's game has been his deep ball accuracy because number one, if you have guys running wide open, it's much easier to hit them. And number two, if you're getting open consistently, you're giving yourselves more, better opportunities, more quality opportunities. It's not just heave and hope. A lot of last year, heave and hope. Aaron Rodgers was, was the worst deep ball thrower in the league last year. And this was still a top half of the league offense. So if Jordan Love can be worse or better than the worst deep ball thrower in the league, then this offense can be fine. And if Romeo Dobbs can be the guy that he's looked like he can be, especially threatening vertically, then this Packers offense, the passing game, has a chance to be really good. It really does. All right, we're going to finish up talking here about Jordan Love, what we saw, what we're going to see, all of that stuff coming up here on Locked on Packers. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day, every dayers. Check out what we're doing at the league. Jason Hershorn had a great piece on Wednesday about Jaden Reed. Uh, and I've got something coming on Friday as we get you set for Packers, Bengals, actual football on the field coming up. So I, I know that every little throw from Jordan Love is going to be dissected. Has the overthrow. Another one wide. The pick six, again, not his fault. But when you have opponents talking about him in glowing terms, listen. And I just think that when, when you earn the respect of your opponents who have no incentive to, to say anything nice about you, that says something about you as a player, a young player. Now, on family night, he started slowly. He didn't, I think it would be uncharitable to say he started slowly um, in, in joint practices, at least according to what we've seen and it has been reported. But this has been a trend for him. He started slowly against Kansas City. I guess you could say he started slowly against Detroit. He came out firing against Philly, boy. And I, I think there are ways to Mitigate this if it is a thing that happens. Remember, Brett Favre used to start slow. He needed to get hit. And then he said, okay, settle down, settle. I don't think this is a settle down thing for Jordan. I think, you know, he's excited. He's juiced up. You're going to miss some of these throws. That's just part of the deal. They have to find a way early in games to get him settled. And I don't think that just means running the ball. I don't think that just means underneath throws. But one thing I love about what Jordan Love has done and I've been saying this now for two years. Jordan Love, in structure, has not forced the ball into coverage. 
Jordan Love in structure will play on time and in rhythm and he will read his progressions. He sees the field cleanly. When he has, when he can sit in a clean pocket and just play quarterback, he can be really, really good. Now, some of the off structure stuff, the out of the out of the the rhythm of the play stuff, that's where he can force the ball into coverage and those kinds of things. But something that that stands out, he's willing to take checkdowns. Dusty Evely joked that his favorite play from the Eagles game is not the cover two hole shot. It is, I think, the first play of the game where he throws a little check down to A.J. Dillon, gets one to two to three in a blink and makes a good decision. Teams are going to play too high against the Packers with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Luke Musgrave. Their ability to get deep, teams are going to say, we're going to make, we're going to make you drive the length of the field. And some teams will say, we're going to stop the run. We're going to put that extra guy in the box. We're going to play single high safety and dare you to beat us over the top. I'm telling you, that's not the way to play this team. Make Jordan Love get impatient. But he's been patient. He's been checking the ball down. That's okay. Especially when you have it in the play design. Okay, Christian Watson, little underneath shallow cross. Get him matched up on a linebacker trying to run with him across the field. Now you can turn three into 13. You can turn five into 25. Just by getting Christian Watson open in space or Luke Musgrave. He's taking, you got a big body tight end, okay? Turn around and make the catch. Here's four yards. It's free. I don't think you have to go, here's a bubble, here's a quick slant, you know, any of the, here's this RPO to get Jordan Love acclimated. I don't think you have to do that. I don't think Jordan Love is that kind of player. I don't think he needs that. But you know what would be nice? A little play-action shot play. Every, Every quarterback loves a play action shot play. Early in a game, first drive, first play. Let's take your shot. Let's take your shot. And you don't have to hit all of them. You don't even have to hit half of them. You hit 40% of them at volume. It's like shooting 40% from three. It's just worth more if you hit them. And then once you start hitting them, now you have confidence to hit more of them and it compounds and it adds up. And now all of a sudden you've really got something. You have an offense now with players who at their best, if, if their skill sets are maximized, if they maximize their own skill sets, you can make life easier for Jordan Love all on your own. You have a big target in the middle of the field. You have a really good running game. Two running backs who can catch passes out of the backfield. You have a coach who's going to use guys like Jaden Reed and Tyler Goodson in and, and Christian Watson, throw him in there in unique and interesting ways to create easy plays. You can, you can create for Jordan Love with scheme. You don't have to give him easy throws. Not every first drive has to include that, that slide play action play where it's just like, okay, here's the here comes the split zone look, dump it off to the tight end and go. Now, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, those guys are yards after catch waiting to happen. And so on second thought, maybe call all those plays. But my, my, the reason I'm saying you don't have to do that all the time is that, that, that stuff's really easy. That's pressing the easy button. Do that because it's good offense, but don't feel like that's the only way you can live. There's going to be this feeling out process. It's why the more Jordan Love can play, the better. Now, I don't, I don't want Jordan Love playing on Friday if Christian Watson's not playing. 
I don't want Jordan Love playing if Romeo Dobbs is not playing. Now, David Bakhtiari, okay, fine. You've got someone, Yash Nyman, come in, play left tackle, Zach Tom, play right tackle. Aaron Jones, not going to play. Okay, that's fine. But I don't, I don't want him out there if Christian Watson's not out there. You're, you're not helping. It was different when Aaron Rodgers wasn't out there and Christian Watson wasn't out there and Alan Lazard wasn't out there and Jordan Love was, and he's throwing to Malik Taylor. Because Jordan Love's not trying to develop chemistry. If you're going to put him at risk of injury, he needs to be out there with his guys. So I hope that's what the Packers end up doing. We'll see if that is the direction that they choose to go. I'm fascinated by it. We're going to get you set for Packers-Bengals coming up here. That is tomorrow already. Tomorrow already. I'll have something on the leap about it in your inbox if you're a subscriber. Go, go subscribe to my subtext where I can send you exclusive content right to you. We can chat, we can talk, we can text right in the platform. It's super easy. It, not even in the platform, on your phone. You get a text from me. Hell yeah. It's great. I love it. I was I was just answering some messages earlier today. I, I, I try and stay as up to date on that as I possibly can. So go check that out. Subtext is going to be a really fun platform. I'm going to be sending a lot of stuff. Get ready this season. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, like we will be on Friday night, baby, on our YouTube page for Locked on Packers so you can stay Locked on Packers.